as this broadcast is intended for mature audiences. In the following podcast, there will be thoughts and opinions expressed that in no way reflect your federation, this station, website, or affiliated partners. Who is this? How dare you... Who I am is not important. Listen to discretion is... Klingon best. Space. The final frontier. These are the voyages of Starship Trips. Her encore mission to explore strange new worlds. To seek out new content and new stuff. To follow the girl word, no podcast has gone forth. Good evening, everyone. I'm Dragon, and our esteemed captain is currently confined to quarters due to, well, we think it may be the bully in play, but yeah, we're going to do some further testing. Uh, joining me tonight are... And the reason he sounds like that is because he's wearing all kinds of gear, and uh, he's in the sick bay. Uh, but uh, the rest of us are here on the bridge, and we're doing fine. I'm Sun. We were trying to haul all those nanoprobes out of him, but I think we left a couple in and it rebuilt his Borgness. It is I, Studog. Okay. Well, um, yeah, that was one of our more interesting intros in a while. <laughs> you haven't been here in a while, so you don't know. Well, this is true. Yeah, so... from the sounds of it, he's been hiding inside a Dalek. Hey, don't give away all my secrets. I can't do that. If I did that, I'd have no secrets to blackmail you with. It's not really a secret when the rest of the time when you're not on the show, you're going about going, EXTERMINATE! Well, there is that. Yeah, but see, he's usually doing that against the Federation. Not everything. Ah, uh, so it's not just like indiscriminate fire. No! So, as my machine is having a little bit of an issue pulling up the show notes, um... Stu, would you like to get us going on the uh, Star Trek news? Star Trek Online news, I should say. Sure thing. In general Star Trek Online news, last Saturday, Perfect World Cryptic had a charity live stream to raise funds for the Extra Life Children's Charity and raise money for kids in hospitals essentially a, a cash for kids charity so during their live stream which lasted 13 hours they played several 
different games, including Neverwinter, Stowe, and Livelock. And they raised just over $11,000 for the charities. Now, I don't know if any of you guys caught any of the stream. Actually, I caught a little bit of it. Son, did you see any of it? I did not. I slept. <laughs> um, I only caught the the recording of the Stowe segment, but there was a lot of codes given away in in stream for basically free copies of Live Lock and access to the the closed beta of Gigantic. But for people who had donated, they're going to be getting items for certain games sent out to them, whichever games they said that they played. And there were certain tiers. Like, so for $10, you get a little item all the way up to $25,000. But no one was quite as generous to give that amount. But the the final sort of say on the in-game items being given away is that they want to have them sent out by the end of the month. But if that's not possible, they should definitely be sent out by the end of the year during the Stowe segment of it. Uh, Laughing Trendy and Strumslinger, who I think was one of the the community guys from Neverwinter were consuming all manners of crazy stuff like American mustard and wasabi paste and downing shots of pickle juice, which sounds truly delightful. Mm, nah. Mixing them yeah, all together. Pickle juice isn't high on my list of things that's um, palatable. Especially when you mix it with wasabi. Oy, flaming cocktail. And peanut butter. Food to make you go... <laughs> there's there's a reason Twitch has an emote called PJ Salt. I'm not familiar with this. Yeah, if you... if, if in, in, the, in the Twitch chat, if you type... Uh, I think it's... don't remember how it's spelled exactly, but if you type in PJ Salt, you, you should... It should pop up the emote. Or just type it in like a word. Yeah, because, uh... That's a yeah. That's a thing that exists. His uh, emotes on Twitch. It just says PJ Salt. It's because you have to capitalize P J and S. Oh. Try it again. <laughs> now, I'm you almost see what glad you I'm not Stu? there. You see what you started? I'm just going to go back into another window <laughs> and carry on <laughs> with Star Trek Online PC news. Release notes from the 10th of the 11th. Or the 11.10, if you're listening in America. General notes resolved an issue that was occasionally causing a crash when changing graphics settings. And updated the memorial to include Don Marshall. I initially didn't know who that was, but I found out that that was one of the actors that was in the episode, the Galileo 7 who died earlier this week. Oh, always sad to hear about another Turk death. Yes, it is. In systems news, 
fleet credits. I've reduced the energy credit cost to complete the project fleet upgrade dilithium or refining assignment unlock and its energy credit to fleet credit ratio to match the other fleet projects. Oh, so what was it was it outrageously more expensive than other projects? I'm honestly not sure because I've already completed that one in my fleet. Um yes, son, it was like all it was almost like triple the ratio of any of the others. What? Yeah, no kidding. It it was insanely expensive. I mean, I can I can understand that with the with the things on the starbase, but that's because it's tier 4. The, the lithium mine? The thing that's supposed to reduce all these costs is what's outrageously expensive? <laughs> okay. Glad they fixed it. Indeed. I hope they add something else into the game to make things a little bit less costly as well, but I wouldn't hold my breath on that one. Another one of the items from the notes that stands out to me is the issue that was resolved that was allowing scramble fighters to affect non-hanger pets. I don't know. That was kind of nice for me because I ended up in a couple STFs that, uh, yeah, somebody in there was using scramble fighters and it kept healing me. So I had no issue with that one personally. I don't know. I, I've been doing fed fleet alert on my on on my Agents of Yesterday character, and my god, the Davidians won't stop invading the fleet alert. Everything is blue. Uh, still having the lighting issues, huh? Yeah. Oh, and then, then, I, then I posted today about, uh, yeah, Days of Doom is still really, really broken when it comes to the lighting and the, you know, the, 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 the texture transparencies and everything, and it's like... Yeah, this seems to only happen when the Romulans show up, though. So, I take it you're using the lighting 2.0 setting in the graphics tab? Yep. Yes, I am. Yeah, I had to turn that off because I couldn't handle the wow brightness on some of the maps. Oh, well, this is, this is, that's, that's the thing about Days of Doom, which I shared with our Facebook chat earlier uh, today. And uh, it's not that everything is bright. It's that when you get into the Days of Doom map and the Romulans show up, I don't know if it's graphic settings or what, but when I play that map and the Romulans show up, everything is transparent. The Starbase is transparent. The Romulan ships are transparent. The asteroids around the Federation shipyard are transparent. They're see-through. The Doomsday device and the Nicole ship that show up are see-through. Yes, just to give our listeners an idea, the photo that Sun shared with us, the Doomsday device looks like a giant flying daffodil you can't actually see the hull of the thing it's just the the jaw of it yeah you, you can see it's big open mouth but not much else around it it was um disturbing for those who are interested there's the image go go check it out it's that uh, yeah yeah days of doom is like that for everything everything when it's the romulans that show up on my end and I don't know if it's my end or if other people are having this issue. I know other people are having the Vidian issue with Fleet Alert, but, you know. So is there anything else in this week's patch notes that jumps to you guys, I? 
Uh, the one that actually caught my attention was the uh, issue that would allow a player to open the Voth profession-specific trait boxes and end up the one, getting the ones for their wrong careers. Uh, I'm glad they got that fixed. Ah, uh, the old KDF fed switcheroo trick again. Yeah, only in this case it was uh, career-specific, thankfully. Now, in case people are wondering, uh, yes, the foundry is still down. Those functions will not be available for a still extended amount of time due to updates and upgrades and all that sort of fun that still need to be made due to the lighting changes. Um, yes, some kits are, some kit items are still missing or stuck in the mail. Sounds like the postal service. Never mind. And well, as we've already mentioned, the uh, lighting may be too bright or dark on some maps. Those are the currently re recognized known issues that still exist. To slightly expand on what Dragon was saying about the known issues, specifically the foundry functions, when the foundry does come back up, if anyone has missions that they've authored, the guys over at Starbase UGC have recommended that you go through your missions just to check that everything is okay. And if needs be, you might need to rejig a couple of things in your missions just to make them smooth because the, the lighting might just be a little bit like OMG. Yeah, no kidding. Um, as people may have... Um, we have the ongoing crystalline uh, catastrophe, catastrophe event going on. Boy, I almost murdered that as bad as Midnight. Um, so, so you're admitting to killing to... Midnight. No, I, I didn't say I killed him. I just confined him to quarters. You just said murdered Midnight. You exterminated him. Damn it, you weren't supposed to catch that. Yeah, you failed. You are not perfect. You must be exterminated. See, it works. It really does work, doesn't it, Stu? <laughs> Anyways, um, as, as I was trying to say, we have the crystalline catastrophe event still going. So make sure you got there and grab those shards so that you can get that nifty little reward. Um, yes, I'm currently farming it on only five of my tunes because I don't feel like doing it that many times this time. I'm only doing it on two, and that's just for the dilithium, because dilithium. Doing it on as many as I can, just powering through it, and getting as much marks as I can for some of my guys that haven't finished all the rep systems yet. Yeah, and uh, there's approximately 12 days left in the event, so if you've got at least two shards collected, you don't miss any more days. I mean, if you've only got two, do not miss any more days. Otherwise, you'll have to wait until the next one to finish it. We've also had the third week of the Echoes of Light featured event start up. Um, oh my god, this torpedo, you guys. Yes... Oh my god, I got the torpedo, and like I said, I need the dilithium, because I've been upgrading these things as they've been coming out, and, um, yeah, torpedo spread three is very, very, very nice with, with, with a disruptor oh. torpedo, especially when all your other weapons are proccing at the same time, and, um, 
you just melt an entire shield facing with torpedo spread? Oh yes, it is definitely a thing of beauty. I haven't rolled the mission again yet, so I don't actually own this niceness. Okay, Stu, you have an assignment. Once we're off the air tonight, your assignment is, is to go get that torpedo go get and enjoy the sexiness that it does bring. Especially now considering it's got the three-piece bonus, which which the three-piece bonus passive is that it adds extra disruptor damage. So it's a three-piece set where the second piece is a, a science console that adds disruptor damage to all your disruptors. And the third piece is actually a disruptor torpedo that once you have all three, adds even more damage to the torpedo. Hello, stacking disruptor buffs. God, they're gorgeous. <laughs> I, you know, you know. The interesting thing is, I actually, I actually took the plasmonic leech off of my marauder to get this bonus set in, and I don't need it. I don't need the plasmonic leech. <laughs> my yeah, between... the Nosican drain alone is just is just damn near as powerful as the plasmonic leech. As between between my fighter pets having their own disruptor and being buffed because scramble fighters and then just the sheer amount of disruptor damage that my ship is doing now that it's got a torpedo that does disruptor damage as well yeah stuff is just kind of melting also has anybody been doing the advanced cues for the crystalline entity and noticing that it's dying within a minute or so like to the point that it's not even getting its second um its second disruption burst off before it dies i was yeah. actually in one where it did not get the first disruption burst off oh my god <laughs> it melts fast I, I i seriously thought i had lagged out and then somebody threw a parse from that run in and it said the entire length of that uh, CCA was 45 seconds. I can believe that. Wasn't the record run on it something like 6 seconds? Uh, I think the record run was like 15, but anyway you go, it was that was just insanely fast. So, anyways, um, so, did you guys happen to have a chance to read the, uh, the RP blog? Mm-hmm. It's interesting because this actually, uh, it, I, it's not clearly stated. You know, it's something you actually have to read through to find out, but this actually takes place after we found K-13 and have left the mission. All these officers are now waking up and they're running into an emergency. And that emergency is there's an asteroid heading for the station and they have to fire up all their old, decrepit little space station engines to try and avoid it. Because we have not sent them modern gear yet. Well, we haven't gone back yet. That's the thing. At this point in the RP, we have not even returned to the station yet. It is just after all the crap that's gone on in space and us having left, and they're starting to wake up from the stasis because the station's been slowly turned by, uh, back on by us during the mission. And of all the times for it to be about to be hit by an asteroid strike that would totally destroy it in the space of 700 years just so happens today yeah, we'll see sorry. the interesting what what it seems like the, the way it reads it seems like 
before before the people who were left awake, quote unquote, on the station, uh, left the station finally, they they were having to do maintenance like this at, at at some intervals. So maybe it was just a cosmological event that that came around every so often, like you know the second phase of that mission where those those asteroids are only or those comets are only coming around once every so many hundreds of years. Or thousands of years, maybe? I get you. It's like Hal waking you up when he needs you to go and change a couple of computer chips. Right. And and you know, I can I can understand that that, that this is this is that. But what was really interesting about this blog is the the undiscovered Kirk racism rage moment. Let them die. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Except it happens they with the need to die. We can never be allies. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's it's <laughs> what's what's really interesting is it's it's that moment, but it's stacked with the whole the Cartwright, you, you know, you, you can't trust them, but we're going to make you the scapegoat kind of thing because we don't trust them either. And although there's no scapegoating thing, it's just this overwhelmingly we can't be we can't be allies in no universe can we ever be allies ah, how are you people working together we can't do that and it's you know what's 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 funny what's what's extremely both telling humorous sad and troubling as this was all posted the day before the US election yeah and uh, for those around the world who who do not know, we have had some we have had some issues in the United States since our election on November the eighth. So yeah, yeah, just a couple minor little issues spread across what a half dozen major metropolitan areas. You know how England did the whole Brexit thing, and they were leaving the EU. The United States kind of left sanity behind. <laughs> it's, it's and it's what it's what happened, and it's and it's happened on both ends of the stick. So I am not blaming any one side; it's both sides. It's all right, guys. Nigel Farage is going to go and try and calm things down. Oh God, we're screwed. <laughs> okay, back back to the. Uh topic it has oh god that was wow um they've released information on a special cosmetic upgrade project for k13 um it adds a few cosmetic items like the nomad robot flint's robot Baylock doll um well those are what's shown in the in the picture um well, such as you can see on your screens now um, but they said that there's possibility of more from what I was understanding at least. Honestly, I don't know. And you know this is this is a this is a problem we keep having. you know we at this point I give I give I give Perfect World International more marketing credit than than I do Perfect World US because when it comes to you know, us here in the U.S. and you know, and the English, you know, the the U.S. kind of English blog version of what's going on in 
uh, in Star Trek Online, we barely get anything. But if you change languages over to French or German, suddenly especially you're, German, suddenly you're hit in the face with like stats and more pictures of the stuff that's actually coming. And I'm sorry, you know. D- d- to to have to, to have perfect world's own EU marketing outclassing you know its US marketing for a product that is based in the US that's got to say something about your marketing and how shitty it is i mean i mean hell it it, it says <laughs> it says even more that a blog that was released in the week was you know in one week is titled for two weeks before it, but as a story takes place after the blog that was posted the week immediately before. Temporal mechanics, my head. Yeah, that's you know that's basically what I said. You're you know you said you were through with time travel, and then you did this with an RP blog. What the hell? And on that note, um, we'll get into some of the Star Trek Online console news. There's about to be a massive drop of content. There's about to be a whole lot of people about to have to do a whole lot of grinding in a whole new way. Um, Welcome to the nightmare that is called Doffing and Admiralty. Um, Granted, Doffing can have some really good rewards, like duty officers, and... Uh, especially some really good duty officers like the purple technicians, the very rare technicians if you're running an, an ox to bat, or yeah, some of the other ones that I can't think of off the top of my head. Um, but at the same time, it does take a little while to work your way through the different commendation schools. You will, you guys who are just now getting the duty officer system and on console, you will want to go back to uh, your wasteland missions and play. I think it's the second to last mission over again because you will get the you will get the purple duty officer law, which is the Romulan that you've you know the the old guy Romulan in this western kind of uh, arc and on uh, Nimbus. And his specialty is he reduces the cooldown for torpedoes. Well, he has a chance to anyway, but because he's a purple quality duty officer, that chance is higher. I've also got a couple of duty officers in the the um, twenty six hundred arc in the yes, Cardassian uh, storyline. Yeah, the, the, yeah, the small Dominion cadre of two uh, Jim Hadar and Avorda. Yep. Can't go wrong with those guys either. And don't forget Solmog that you pick up in the Iconian arc that grants you uh, gold-pressed latinum as you kill people on ground. I don't think they have the Iconian arc yet. Oh, well, that's something they get to look forward to then. Yeah. And on top of all of the fun that you just heard us discussing, you also get an introduction to the Admiralty system. In that, you get to use... The ships that you previously had, plus any you should happen to acquire in the future, to help, um, yeah, do missions that, well, yeah, you don't actually have to fly. They do it automatically. And based on how well they, uh, based on whether they win or fail, um, you'll get 
some decent rewards. And if they crit, you've got some really nice bonus rewards. The Romulan one gives uh, some nice goodies for research and, um, and upgrades. The Klingon does... Uh, has a really nice dilithium payout. And the Federation Admiralty Arc gives a really, really, really nice boost to your specialization. Because well, it grants two specialization points. Exactly. So, if you're needing those specialization points, definitely look to the feds. If you're, lo if you're needing dilithium, which is an ongoing thing, once that nightmare kicks in fully, um, yes, definitely farm the Klingon Admiralty. If you're just wanting to upgrade, guess what? Go see your local friendly Romulan Admiralty. They'll be more than happy to stab you in the back. I mean, help you along the way. Or you could <laughs> just wait a couple of months for the anniversary event because Q minigame. Well, I don't know about you guys, but I've been stacking up quite a lot of those Romulan upgrade kits. I... I, I past the initial one on my on my Klingon on, on my ride, I have I have yet to get back to ten of ten. So eh. And I've been I've been slowly chugging away, plugging them in. I you know, I think in the like in the past couple of days I've only gotten one one of the tour of duty missions and i was i believe it was fed seven of ten i've been going through and focusing on just one of the the uh admiralty chains just so i can get that next tour of duty mission to uh show up and, and i've been doing that mainly on my um aoi tune because well yeah i i want that reward as well which is pretty damn decent so you guys on the console are getting fleets, which is a personal duty officer system. Uh, you're the one doing all the work to get rewards, and uh, then there's then there's the duty officer system, which is sending other people off to give you rewards, and then you're giving getting the admiralty system, which is you sending ships off to bring you back rewards, guys. You're triple dipping. You're not just double dipping. You're triple dipping. You're Are you feeling rewarded yet? You're getting the R&D system as well, where you send some poor little guy to go and build things for you. That you can turn around and sell, sometimes for really ex absor exorbitant amounts. Yeah, like a wide-angle phaser dual... Uh, was it dual-heavy phaser array? Cannon. With, yeah, um, cannon. Yeah, the the dual the dual heavy cannon wide arc uh, phaser that's uh, that's got crit damage and damage mods stacked on it times two for uh, twenty five million apiece at uh, at ultra rare, not purple. I'm talking fleet quality ultra rare crit damage times two damage times two. Yeah, that's always a good combo. Or crit or crit D three damage. That one's a nice one too. Anyways, um, on to Star Trek timelines. The foot is a game. No, wait. Strike that for a second. My feet? Whose feet? Data's feet. No, Jordy's. Oh, God. Break out the odor eaters. Look, he's got 99 problems, but a breach ain't one, so... The game's a foot is a rerun. 
What? What's this like running and feet thing all about? Expeditions? What? Uh, the, it's a rerun it's, of the first expedition event, the Games of Foot. Um, they've made a couple major changes to it. Um, it will run under the new expedition event ticketing system. One hour of play for from the redemption of a ticket with three free tickets per day, which means you only get three hours per day for for free on the event. Anything above and beyond that is going to be extra. And new for the event, once an elite or epic away team mission is unlocked, it will remain so for the remainder of the event, of the event, not just the event, the duration of that ticket. Featured characters, in this case, Doctor LaForge, the Professor, or Detective Data, um, have a 100% chance to earn rare reward, rare rewards on event away team missions. God, I almost pulled a midnight again. Other event using other versions of Professor Data or LaForge will provide a bonus towards earning rare rewards on those same event away team missions. The event started on November 10th and will run through yeah, midnight Eastern time, Monday the 14th. So Basically, you got You've this got weekend, weekend to get it done, so you may not know about it if, depending on well, what time we get this released. And considering we let released last week's episode yesterday, oh, ladies and poor gentlemen, midnight. if you're listening to the recording, then you've missed it. Yeah, pretty much. But I, I, I really don't care anymore. I just. I don't care one iota about this game anymore because I, I can't play it and I can't be, I can't be asked, not not a s k e d. I can't be a s s e d. I can't be asked to go through the hassle of putting blue stacks or whatever the hell other people use on their computer to run it as an emulator through their desktop. I can't be asked to do it. My phone just don't want to install it. Your tablet just, just don't want to play it. It doesn't even want to acknowledge that it exists. I went to the the Windows Store and it wasn't there, so I just just put the phone down and walked away. Yeah, I don't know if they've got it released on the Windows Market on the Windows Store. Um, it's primarily for uh, for iTunes and uh, the Google Play Market. So I don't know if they actually have it available through the Windows Store. Well, you did say you you. Look for it in Windows. Yes, it's the Windows phone that I have. I cannot remember the name of it. Uh, it's a Microsoft Lumia of some kind. Yeah, so it may not even be available on your phone, Stu. Um, anyways, moving on. Um, on the release notes for uh, for timelines, the version 1.5.3 has been released, released to Google Play and the iTunes App Store. Uh, it has bug fixes that, yeah, make the following changes. Menus should show missions to obtain items and the replicator. Certain missions that actually, certain missions that have actually been completed appear to be locked and cannot be selected or warped. 
bug has been fixed in 1.5.3, you should see the missions to get items in order from least to most chronoton cost. And they should be locked if you have completed the mission. Well, that takes away all the fun of mission reruns to finish leveling up a character and bank up stuff to be able to use in the replicator. Um, the shuttle UI bug that prevented sending more than one shuttle at a time or completing one shuttle at a time has been fixed. Um, please upgrade soon. Oh, boy. I just, I, I just, I, I don't, I don't care. I don't care anymore. Well, that's just not good to hear, you know. Because I've actually been able to finally get back in, and well, yeah, I've missed out on all kinds of goodies, but I still can't afford to get those damn extra duty off, uh, those damn extra officer slots. And, uh, you know, that's, oh, that's well. kind of why I don't care. You keep releasing all of these new and different characters, and it's cool that you have, you know, you have the super intelligent sitting in a holodeck chair, Barkley, but guess what? All of my character slots are full, so there's no reason for me, even if I was able to get into that game, to go after that character in the first place, because it's full. Okay, so, Stu, um, since, since we're down to this part of the show and we're talking about mission rewards and that's sort of fun, um, yeah, you, you mentioned earlier that you do not have the new torpedo. I haven't obtained it yet, but I have made a couple of notes on the Energy Lance ground weapon. But if you guys have the torpedo, we can bounce about a couple of ideas. Well, I'm, I'm, I happen to be of the same mindset as Sun on this one. Um, I actually have it on two of my Klingon characters that are primarily disruptor-based uh, characters. And like she said, oh my god. God, do they melt and do nothing quickly when you have that full set? Because the um, the, the the a beam array itself has a chance to hold, and when that hold procs on whatever um, whatever creature it's aimed at, that that hold with the two piece does disruptor damage over time for the duration of that hole, which is five seconds. Uh, this duration is constant, so I don't think it's increased by additional, like, disruptor damage, but you can continue do, doing more disruptor damage because, you know, with with both the Nausicaan and, you know, other disruptor procs, you're reducing the amount of resistance to energy weapons. Um, and if you have the coalition disruptors on there, you're actually increasing the resistance uh, fall off, or, or, or you know, the damage uh, is you know when it procs, it increases the disruptor damage even further with the coalition disruptor. So yeah, I'm I'm running a I'm running a build where I've got the disruptor torpedo and the Nausicaan uh, array in the front along with the Coalition Disruptor Array, and I can't remember what the other one is. Uh, oh, well, it doesn't matter. But I've Are got you stealing a, my builds? I've, I've got, a, I've got a, an Alachi Crescent turret in the back, because its proc is that it bypasses 100% of shields and 50% of armor when it crits. 
And yeah, and on the other side of it is the um, biomolecular heavy disruptor because radiation infestation. And then I'm running the, um, what is it, the radiant disruptor beam array from the preserver mission. The white beam. Yes, essentially. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually running uh, a coalition dual beam bank, a coal- two coalition beam arrays, plus the Nausicaan array on the front. And yeah, I've got a, a crafted uh, disruptor Omni uh, a, uh, dis- and two disruptor turrets on the back of mine. It just happens to be a, a Psy ship that, well, yeah, it's, well, it's the Krenum Science, the Kren science destroyer which isn't a true science ship damn lying never mind um and and yeah it's a lot of fun now okay i do remember what i have now the 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 other spot that i've got is the um the terran empire disruptor um from the terran reputation the the coalition not coalition the um withering yeah, the withering disruptor, and then because I have the the its torpedo, you know, its photon torpedo on my on my butt, so I can so I can essentially do an alpha strike in the front, and then turn around and have my torpedo go. Oh hey, by the way, all your shields are gone. That's cool. You know all that damage you take. Yeah, I'm gonna stack even more damage on it now, as I do even more damage the further you are damaged. Ha ha. And then your yeah. enemies think, oh my god, it's a talking torpedo. Oh, oh no, it's one of those of, you, you go by and hit them with the uh, garlic and onion breath, and then as you fly away, you ass blast them. Okay, it would take an Italian to understand that. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I'm just giggling into my mic at the moment. <laughs> you've, you've, you've made Stu a giggling mess. I have I mean, succeeded in my job. Thank you. But the only thing that's missing here is timber. <laughs> He'd be like, "Come on, come on, God, no, no, come on, God, no, no, we can't do that. We can't say that, can we? We can't say that." Well, we do carry an adult rating, with a very good reason. It's fine. Just like remember not to say "fuck" or "bugger." You'll be fine. I would never say that in that combination. Because it sounds too much like something else. Oh, wait a minute, we're live. Oh, whoops. Oh, well. Sorry. Yeah, no, we, yeah, like... like. This is what I happens seen... when when you decide to have a chef on your podcast. Well, it's uh, it's not that. It's not that. I, I may seem a little bit more subdued this week, guys. And that's because of what happened Tuesday. It... It genuinely has me terrified, and I think just this, the best thing for me to do is just to hold my mouth as much as possible from now on, because, yeah. Just remember, son, here, we uh, there, there are things that we don't tolerate, and, well, guess what? Um, you can say what you want here. We don't care. You're among friends, and if anybody else doesn't like it, well, they, they can just, yeah... Go eat a, uh, a tart pie. Uh, I understand. <laughs> I understand. I am just that kind of thing. When when stuff when stuff happens, it takes a while to process it. And and though I've actually been very vocal in 
in my political opinions in other places and expressing frustration and 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 whatnot just just being in a social setting it's really it's you know even even when we're here geeking out about stuff it's just it's one of those things where shit has gotten heavy in real life and i just i i feel it best to just kind of clam up a little bit oh fair enough but I will say that I personally look forward to the day that you're back to your old self and, well, in the meantime, I'll just have to find somebody else to bite on. You can continue biting. I don't mind. I'll even bite back. Just don't, uh, don't expect me to like the pain stick too much, because, you know, I'm a giver of pain, not a taker of one. I, I don't, I, I think I'm a bit lost. I don't know what's going on here, but it sounds a bit kinky. That's the, that's kind of the point. Yes, you got it, Stu. You're not lost. You're right where you're supposed to be. Okay, now that we've got that little, <clears throat> yes, foray out of the way for the moment. Um, so the way, I'll, I'll check in with you later on, on, on a few other little things there, son. Um, shall the, we dive into feedback? <laughs> is there anything else? Like the pump action Nozigan energy lance. Pump action lance. Uh, it, it never mind. It does take a couple of seconds so. to fire off its loads. <laughs> it's he it's said it. I didn't. It's it's basically a a, a Nozigan version of the disruptor shotgun that you get um from the 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 Omega set essentially. Um, yeah, it's uh, just the primary fire on it's not bad, um, but the secondary fire takes, it, uh, it seems to me that it, that it takes too long to activate. Secondary fire is uh, like a ball of snare that holds your enemy in place for 7.6 seconds is what I've got written down here. I think it's a fun weapon, but I, I wasn't really that fond of it. It's not really... Hasn't really grown on me. You know, I know where we need to take it to do proper testing. See, so far I've only actually used it a couple of times in the new featured episode on the the ground of K thirteen shooting at Nozikins, but I've not I've not had the chance to go anywhere else or do anything else because of Crystalline. Hey son, I know a good place to test that. Uh, 1v1 me, brah? Oh, no, I was thinking something even more fun. Um, I, I was thinking in Hassan's bar at the as end of the I mission to well, in, in, in the In the arena itself, or...? Oh, no, I was talking about after the arena, when you can go through and just play as a Federation character and do a very, very Klingon or Romulan thing and just uh, murder everybody. Well... Yeah, but see, that's the thing. the 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 hold only affects one person. It doesn't filter out to multiple people. That's the that's the big problem with it. Yeah, sure, it's it's a great hold, and you know, it, it's a hold effect that that like certain other uh, captain powers can can affect on you. But it's a singular hold, and that's a problem if it's in a group. This is why Stu is is saying that he really doesn't like it all that much. It's not a great weapon for fighting groups when its secondary fire is a single target lockdown. 
So take and play it on a science character, hit your electrogravitic field, pump a couple shots at them to build up the Noskin disruptor static, and then hit them with the bola. See, I still have look, you're 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 the guy to test this science stuff, right? Right? Yeah. Okay. Christmas is coming up, right? Yeah. Supposedly. Okay, so you have the electrogravitic field, which kind of holds everybody in place, yes? Yes. Okay. Now, when Christmas comes around, there's a little kit power called the exothermic induction field, right? Yeah. Actually, okay. no. Christmas is the endothermic. Uh, you can get exothermic, which lights everybody on fire normally. I thought endo was the fire and exothermic was the Christmassy snowball one. No, because exothermic reactions are heat generating and endo, uh, uh, yeah, um, think extrovert and introvert, same basic idea. Extro is the outgoing, intro, or it would be the the reserved and quiet. Okay, okay, well, so, okay, now that we yeah, have that. Yeah, because snakes are that, exothermic. Okay, now that we have that, now that we have that sorted, okay. You have the endothermic induction field, and then you have the electrogravitic field. So you pop the electrogravitic field, and then uh, apply the endothermic induction field. But, but, and this is where you'll have to spend the cash, you get the Voth, I can't remember what type of uh, uh, duty officer it is, but it turns, supposedly it turns the exothermic induction field into a field that starts spitting fireballs at the people within the field. So, uh, yeah, if you have that one, apply the endothermic induction field and see if it's a cold field that then starts throwing deadly snowballs at the people in the cold field. This is just making me think Scott Pilgrim. Oh no. Did Dragon die? Yes. Do 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 do. Oh god. Um is the stream dead or are we still alive? Yes, yes. The stream is dead, but the re we're still recording, so we're still technically on the air, guys. So Yeah, Midnight's going to have to come after one of our recordings. Hurrah. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. <laughs> But yeah, no, that's that's yeah, that's a that's a thing for testing. Yeah, I, I need to have a look at uh, kits and stuff because I haven't, I haven't really messed about with kits too much. I've, I've always just been a gun shooty shooty bang bang kind of person. Yeah, I I, I can understand I can understand that sentiment. I mean, I'm <laughs> I'm an engineer. My first instinct is not to start immediately firing at stuff. It's it's a oh god, oh god, oh god. Place the flamethrower, then place the medical turret, then place the 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 bio antiproton turret, and then start and, building and then, the turrets. Yeah, and then and then back up, and then start firing. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I, I first started the game, I I think I just clicked on the first thing that I saw, which was. Fed tactical. If if you're fed tactical, your thing is I'm not gonna fire. I'm gonna throw all these grenades in my pocket. And I do still have that old grenade bag sitting in my bank as a monument to times past. Nobody can argue with that. And see, that's exactly you know. And there are people who are going to treat the currency, the the yearly currency that way. I've said it before. I'll say it again. 
Oh yeah, I do still have little stacks of them just lying about as well, and the old pictures of Q. I well, hey, I've still got those running around. I have, I have last year's anniversary like things still. The cumendations, yeah, I still have those. I have like four hundred of them on one of my characters, and it's like, yep, nope, those aren't going anywhere. I'm not going to spend them on that character. Also, we are, we are. We're having really serious problems keeping Dragon in our chat. He is connecting and disconnecting, and oh boy. Oh boy. Well, um, yeah, I noticed him coming back there. Shall we move on to the next segment, which I take it would be any other business? I don't think there's been any major news in the last week. Honestly, I, I don't... I don't remember there being any news either, and if there was, forgive us. It's just... Look, any Star Trek news has kind of been overshadowed by the outrageous stuff that went on on Tuesday. Let's make Star Trek great again. Oh, God. We're gonna build a Dyson Sphere. We're gonna build a Dyson Sphere around our solar system. And we're gonna make the Andorians pay for it. A female changeling, lock her up. Oh god. But yeah, let's 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 not go there. Let's Okay, moving on to the other business section. Our fellow podcaster Mav his relocation fund is currently standing at $1,288 out of a hoped for goal of $1,500. And, you know, interestingly enough, the last update was from 22 days ago, and we haven't heard anything, so... I've not seen anything from him on Facebook either, so I'm not entirely sure if he made it or not. So, that's... Um... I'm, I'm not entirely sure of my way around the US, but from what I can gather, he's in a place called Portland, which I think is in Oregon? Yes. Oh, uh, according to Midnight, Math has been on his journey, and he should arrive this weekend, supposedly. So, And I think he's went through Iowa, because there were pictures of him at James T. Kirk's future birthplace. Uh, okay, uh, you know, it's all, all the luck to Mav, if... if all the love and luck to Mav getting to his new place. And I am sorry that all this crap has happened. I mean, I think I think we're all a little bit remorseful that this had to happen to Mav. Oh, it's, it's just such a sad state of affairs that getting ill essentially means a massive shakeup of someone's it entire life. Well, yeah, it's not, it's not that, it's not just that it's, you know, it's not just that getting sick can shake up your entire life. It's that getting sick to the point that a non-life-threatening thing can be the determining factor between the life and death of not just you, but an entire family. That's a huge problem in the United States. A huge problem. And our stream is live again. Are we are we back? Are we back? We are back, ladies and gentlemen. We that are back. That is wonderful news. That is wonderful news. 
We are back in time for community feedback. Oh, God. I have not read this week's feedback, mainly because it was only posted yesterday, and I haven't looked at the forum since since it was posted yesterday. I've got the feedback from the forums, and I haven't actually read over it myself did yet. You, did you get last week's feedback, too? Because we got some feedback from last week after our show. Did we? Um... No, I did not, but I will go and have a look for it now. That loud splashing sound is me diving into the forums. Oh god, I hope you're... Was that more... a dive? I thought it was a belly flop. I, I hope you're wearing an EV suit, because the, uh, the radiation and toxicity is off the charts in there. And I don't know what happened there, but it just downloaded something onto my computer. Hmm, probably forum malware. Dun, dun, dun! I found this week's show. Yes, yes, guys, we 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 are kind of stalling while Stu gets last week's reply to put into the show notes because I feel it's an important reply that needs to be iterated again and again and again until Timber comes back and goes, "Hey, that's cool. I'm I'm okay with this now," because it was directed at Timber. And it was nice. Our additional feedback from November 5th from Shozo Elder 2nd was, I thought the episode was great. Referring to the episode the week before on the 28th? I thought the episode was great. Obviously it's an episode and not a new Romulus or a massive gameplay system, but it really felt like Cryptic listened to those who have been yearning for something relating to exploration. I appreciate it. The rewards are nice, for freebies. I know I'll be using that Nausicaan Disruptor console on that Kelvin KDF I've been working on. At least, until I can get the consoles that I favour more. Feedback. Timberwolf, bruh. It's totally fine to express your thoughts. If you're feeling bad for what you said, then you're a pretty chill person. There's a lot of toxic people online, but you and Sun definitely do not fall into that category. I wouldn't call what you said a rant, but more like you just expressing your opinion in a completely okay manner. It's all good. Just a minor FYI. Sun, you could be level 40 and still use a tier 6 lockbox low-buy ship. I opened my D4X at level 40. Really? I thought you had to be at least level 50 to open those boxes. Only if it has a specific tier listed with it. Hmm. Like the tier 6 ships, you have to have the level requirement to be able to run those. Well, see, that's, that's, you know, that's what I'm saying. The, the, the new Kelvin things, like the, the, the Kelvin Bird of Prey, is supposedly a tier 6 ship, so it should be locked at level 50, not 40, shouldn't it? Maybe these ships start when you hit the rank of Admiral? I, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Since Tuesday, up is down, left is sideways, cats are sleeping with dogs. It's mass hysteria, people. It has been a bonkers week. Absolutely bonkers. Crazier than a bag full of ferrets. And it's all being beat, and it's all beating up on midnight just relentlessly. So, yeah. Do you, do you think that's what's happened to him? He's... It's just made his hollow matrix destabilize because of the amount of news that he's taken in. Well, yes and no. 
I mean, I don't want to compare certain persons in the United States to viruses. Even if I did, there's no way Midnight should be affected because he's across the world. But yeah, no, Midnight, get better soon. We miss you, buddy. Although I have to say, your voice sounds a lot more interesting while you're sick. Yeah, that's what lots of people say. See? See? Doesn't he sound a lot less put you to sleep boring? Ladies and gentlemen, that is proof that Midnight is actually alive and Dragon has not killed him. However, Dragon seems to have been being killed. Assimilated. I think they're having a secret duel. They're just well, like shooting each other or something. Well, no. Dragon's computer is in the process of being assimilated. So it's randomly okay. shutting off and on, so... Oh, he's back now. He's, he's furiously working to make sure all the stuff is off so he can be here because the computer goes, No! No! Don't make me do it! So it's confirmed that all hosts are currently alive. Does that mean that the stream is dead? The stream is still active. It's yes, not the red shirt in this group. Running. I'm streaming now, so... The stream is actually still active and nobody in here is a red shirt except for maybe Dragon's computer. But if it was a red shirt, it would have stayed dead. Instead, it pulled a Scotty and came back to life. Isn't that supposed to be Spock? Well, no. Scotty was... Scott, you know, apart from what everybody thinks, Scotty was actually a full-on red shirt. He died. Apollo killed him. Or, no, it wasn't Apollo. It was, um... It was Nomad. Nomad killed Scotty and then brought him back to life. That's right. So yeah, even Scotty has had a red shirt death. The only person to not have a red shirt death within the bridge crew has been Uhura. Because at this point, Spock's died. Um, Chekhov died. Can't remember which one it was that Chekhov died. Mirror Sulu died at some point, didn't he? God, I, I can't even I don't remember know. anymore. Like, almost the entire bridge crew has had some kind of red shirt death, except for Uhura. Well, she wasn't always a red shirt. There were a couple of episodes where she wore a different color. Well, That's okay. Just pedantic. Okay, but usually the wearing of the, um, the jumpsuit is because she was working as an engineer on her communications panel. No, no, no. Um, there were, um, I think it was one or two episodes where she actually had um, the blue outfit on, not a jumpsuit. Yeah, the first couple of episodes, I don't think they had red shirts and it was just the sort of blue shirts and the, the mustard colored shirts. Weird. So, last week's community feedback questions. Question 1. Do you want us to check into anything for the combat log segment? 2. Did you get the chance to play Hearts and Minds and what was your opinion of it with the new lighting? 3. How are you finding the new lighting updates? And what have you found as the best mission or place that makes these changes really shine? 4. If you play Star Trek Timelines, what do you think of the most recent changes in the UI and in the shop? So, we had Chozo Elder Second reply in the forums. Question one, not really. My brain tends to shut down when gameplay mechanics are talked about for too long. Stow and MMOs in general, I tend to roll around in the mud with those. 
I reserve commitment for certain fighting games and character action games. This is just a personal thing. Not trying to rain down on the idea of this new segment, though. Totally understand, Elder. Totally. Question two, I skipped it since I... Since I've played it far too many times, the same old rewards don't incentivize me enough to keep playing it every Friday the 13th or Halloween that goes by. Number three, I can't answer since I don't have a shiny PC, just an old dinky laptop for now. Sad face. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. I can't even access a new lighting, so... Meh. Feedback. Let me break down the popular ships for the console accolades. Uh, link posted. Not including the fleet versions, there are four Defiant Tactical Escorts. The Tactical Escort Tier 4 free, or 40,000 Dilithium if you spent your ship token, that'll get you the Captain Level 30 version. Tactical Escort Refit Tier 4, the 150 or 1,500 Zen Store Sao Paulo skin. The Tactical Escort Retrofit Tier 5 2000 Zen in the Sea Store, and the Tactical Escort Valiant Class Tier 6. The fed ship on the infographic isn't the Sao Paulo. If they can't fit Negvar, if they can fit Negvar Heavy Battlecruiser, then I'm sure they could fit Tactical Escort Retrofit in there. The picture is of the canon revamp of the Defiant. Okay, given the name and picture, the most popular fed ship on the PS4 is the free Tier 4 Escort. Since the most popular fed ship on Xbox One is the Eclipse, a T6 Sea Store ship, it tells me that there are more people at Endgame on Xbone than there are on PS4. From this, I think the majority of PS4 players learn more on casual play or more on casual play compared to the majority of Xbone leaning towards being more engaged. At least for now, and for the Fed player, that is. I, I would tend to agree with what he said so far. As for the Negvar, the consoles do not ha do not yet have the Tier 6 Negtev, not including the mirror version. There's only two. The Negvar Heavy Battlecruiser, Tier 5, free, or 80,000 Dilithium if you spit your ship token. And the Fleet Negvar Heavy Battlecruiser, Tier 5, for 20,000 fleet credits and four fleet ship modules. And there is no discount because there's no Tier 5 Sea Store version. Oh, and of course you have to have a KDF fleet with a Tier 4 shipyard. Wait, how can... Wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. How is it how is it they have access to fleet ships but they don't have access to the fleet yet? Because it may show in the it's like with the KDF fleet I'm in. I can look at the fleet ships because they've got the 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 base to the right level. They just don't have the shipyard to the level where I can actually acquire it. No, 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 no. no, no I no. think in fleets just... are not implemented in the console yet. Period. I think in game it's just the the Nekvar heavy battlecruiser tier five that was listed in the little sort of analytics post that was put up a little while back. Um, he's just mentioning the variant of the the ship here. I'm not sure if. 
tier 5 U is a thing on console either. I wouldn't I wouldn't think so considering that you know they're going to get they're going to immediately get like tier 6 stuff. There's kind of no need for tier 5 U for the console version at all. Especially since they're going to be revamping all of the old event ships into tier 6 ships. Just watch. I mean, we've already seen them start doing it with the lockbox ships. So, uh, tier 6 Chelgrep Battlecruiser for Christmas, anybody? Tier 6, uh, Rycian Corvette next summer? I want the boat ship. I want a tier 6 version of that. I just want some of the old event ships, damn it. Like the Rising Corvette and, and the other Breen ships. Well, continuing the feedback, I'm going to skip the part about more fleet stuff, because that's something that I'm not other I'm not completely clear on. Do do do, do the, does the console currently right now have fleets implemented? Because I don't think they do. Because that's you know, that was part of the news that, that fleets were coming as part of this new big patch expansion thing well they may have got the cart ahead of the horse and it show them in the ship selector but they're not available yet because of stuff anyway chozo elder uh finishes off by saying the only thing that surprised me was that the eclipse took the spot for the most popular fed ship on x-bone i would never buy such an ugly ship just joking. The Eclipse is a great ship. It's a few steps behind a Vengeance at the cost of being much easier to get. I like the Eclipse. I think it's a pretty little ship. I like the thing ever since I first saw it from those photos that came out of Las Vegas a couple of years back. I'm sorry, that was me taking a drink because God, reading this really is, is really parching. There's so much wordage to chew through. And now I know why Midnight started asking me to read it, you cruel bastard. <laughs> so Alex responded in our forums. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Community questions. One. Um, I'm not entirely sure. I think it might be a good idea. Uh, uh, good to keep an eye on the featured episode sets because those are rather easy to get. And of course, the event ships and how one... And, of course, the event ships and how one might get the most out of them. Yeah, I was not that reading was, that correctly. I was a bit worried that your connection had dropped there, son. No, like it has I with almost everyone else tonight. Had to, I had to take a moment and reboot what I was reading because I was reading it incorrectly myself. <laughs> um, yeah, well, the featured episode sets, that was one of the sort of inspirations behind creating the segment basically just the new and upcoming shiny that pretty much everyone's able to get their hands on well i mean you know it's not like we're you know it's not like we're going into a oh i don't know like super stow player 177008942 is uh, explains how to build the best super over build ever and now crack open your wallet because you're going to be spending money kind of thing. It's just a, hey, you know what? Here, look, this is this is what you can do in stow. Kind of relatively cheap-ish. Yeah, precisely. I mean, just, uh, just whatever's 
easily accessible for just your normal casual player who isn't necessarily going to be sitting there logged in all the time every day but just your sort of weekend warrior guys who we sit down on a Saturday night after they've had their dinner with a wife or whatever and they just want to quickly shoot things before getting Sunday out of the way and going back to the office for the week that's a really good that's a really good idea and so he continues maybe just just maybe use one episode to go through the reputation system I mean I keep reading that the Iconian set is supposed to be the go-to reputation set if you're interested in the pew pew any recommendations on what to use until you get to the point that you can actually buy it? Or maybe you could take a look at some nice budget and reputation sets for tanking purposes? Or a nice set or two for uh, dragon space magic? Delta space reputation. Magic. You know, I gotta say, I'm kind of in love with the, 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 uh, the soul defense set when it comes to most of my Psytunes. Because it gives me it gives me the tank to sit there and just take a whole bunch of stuff while also also letting me tweak some of my science to just go, hey, you know what? That's you know, you're ow, that kinda hurts a little bit, but uh, you know, here's a gravity well and a Tykin's rift and ooh look, Futonic Fleet that can out DPS me at any moment. Yeah, but I still love that isokinetic cannon. Oh yeah, no, com completely, completely. I that's 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 kind of the point. I've got the I've got the soul set as my space set, but I've got the isokinetic cannon set up as part of a um, a Polaron build. I think it's Polaron. Yeah. Yes, it is. And, you know, I've got because well, you know, the whole point is, hey, my science tune, you know, needs to be on a. My first fed science tune is built solely around the point of, hey, this character is going to be in a Intrepid or a variant of the Intrepid. I need the isokinetic cannon, period. Because that was the most badass weapon in Star Trek Voyager, and we only ever saw it in the opening and never saw it again of that one episode. Like, fair enough, the dude died and all that, but you could have walked away with some of the weapons... You could have well, just, the like, thing was, the thing bought them was off his son or something. The thing was implemented on their ship to begin with. Granted, it was a testing apparatus. You know, kind of a trial apparatus. Integrate this son of a bitch. Why, why are you... Why, why? I mean, you guys are flying through photon torpedoes, and here you are with a kinetic cannon. You're basically firing... Forks and spoons out of a Tesla cannon, like like you know, like like mag rail essentially. You've turned you've turned Voyager into the Metal Gear. Like seriously, Sh shove a shove a couple of 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 Neelix's plates of of cheese in there and throw hey, it hey, the now, board. They they were above using chemical warfare. No, the they biogenic weren't. cheese weapon? No, they weren't. Gun? No, they weren't because they used the they used the Borg nanoprobes as a biomolecular torpedo. Well, yeah, that's true. Huh? They did make the nanite torpedoes. Look, I it's think like, the only the only 
person in Star Trek in general that did not commit a war atrocity was Picard. Damn, wasn't he given enough opportunities to, huh? <laughs> ain't that the truth? I mean, God, the last episode with Wesley was basically a, hey, you can remove us by starting, a, you know, by, by committing an, a flat-out war crime, or, you know, you could just try to make us move peacefully. And, you know, Picard tried going the latter route, and then Wesley disappeared, and everybody was more focused on the fact that, finally, Wesley is gone, and not on the fact that Picard just kind of didn't, you know, kind <laughs> Picard didn't just kind of genocide a whole bunch of Indians, and one of those Indians turns out to be, you know, uh, Chakotay, who, who, who goes on Maquis, and then winds up on Voyager. Now let's fast forward to DS9 episode for the uniform starring Michael Eddington who goes and biogenically nukes a Cardassian planet and Cisco says, oh that's a good idea, I'll go and do that to one of your planets. Boom. Like, you, you, you what, you what? Well see, that was, that was the whole point. The, um, the Maquis guy, the, the, the Eddington Eddington was playing the the himself as the um, Valjean, the Cisco's Javert. That was the whole that was the whole dynamic of that system, and it was like, look, I am genociding this planet of Cardassians for the greater good. Can't you see that? And and Cisco basically goes, "You want me to play the bad guy? All right, I'll play the bad guy." I'm going to I'm going to take all these photon torpedoes and do the same thing to a Federation world. And and Eddington goes, But you're the Federation! You can't do that. And and Cisco is just sitting back in his chair and go and goes, Watch me. <laughs> I mean, you know, hands down, hands down, Cisco has some of the most badass moments in Trek, period. The guy literally punched Q in the face, punched Q. Like, if that's not a badass moment in Trek, I don't know what is. Ah, so you want to design a starship, eh? Yeah, just get me an engine and strap a whole ton of guns onto it and let's go beat up the Borg. It's very, it's very Klingon, isn't it? <laughs> Stick a cloaking device on that because I want those bastards to not see it coming. The Defiant is a very Klingon ship, even though it was made with Federation tech and a Romulan cloak. It's a very, very Klingon thought-processed ship. It's a warp engine with a whole bunch of guns, and the problem is there's so much power running through the guns that they had problems making the ship the, not the blow itself up. Right, because there's simply so much power running through this little ship to fire off the guns. <laughs> but yeah, no, yeah. We have gone on a massive squirrel, guys. Let's see, where were we? The word selfie keeps jumping out at me from the the notes here. Okay, he um, two. goes on. No, he, I did not get to play it. I mean, I probably should have to get stuff for my temporal recruit, but I couldn't bring myself to log in. But I'd like to say that I don't think the episode needs more on-the-nose scariness. I appreciate an episode 
like this one that relies on you using your imagination. It's a bit like playing a pen and paper RPG. Hearts and Minds just doesn't offer the kind of jump scares that a lot of people seem to be used to and or seem to expect, and I don't think it needs to. I will admit that advertising it as an episode for, quote, Friday the 13th or other sufficiently scary day, end quote, might be a bit of a miscommunication, but that is a different issue. Oh, and if I remember correctly, the first time the episode went live, they called it a mini-sode, mini-episode. Yeah, it's still referred to as a mini-sode in the, the little RP blog they release with it. Yeah, it is a very it's it's cerebral horror. It's like Edgar Allan Poe's horror of the mind, as opposed to like all out monsters and robots jumping out at you from everywhere. But see, it doesn't even it, it doesn't even really it doesn't really pull that across. I mean, you're okay. Sure, you 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 know you you defeat the turrets. You stop the gas from killing you. You go in and you find the doctor on a table, dead. Then you go into the next room, you kill a bunch of spiders, and you read over his notes, talking about how he was trying to, you know, do this this cloning thing. And you go, oh, the spiders. And then there is nothing until you get, like, four or five you know, well, several rooms down the row where you're coming across like this room that is filled with entire vats of clones of himself, and it's it's one of those things where you gotta go, uh, okay, that should not be the next logical step because if you're in the room with the spiders behind all the boxes as you're moving into the hallway, there's. Four or five more medbay beds with more dead clones of the guy yeah. that are never mentioned whatsoever, that need to be mentioned, that should be a stopping point in the quest to go, there are more people, in, you know, that, that, you know, it should be a stop that says, he wasn't doing this on spiders. Look, bodies. Bodies. I only noticed them this time round. I hadn't noticed them in the nine times in the past that I'd played the mission. And again, it's part of the it's part of the changes to the episode because of the partially because of the lighting update, and and partially because of the master display of the Defiant being there because it meant that you went looking instead of bypassing it because there wasn't a stopping point there. You went looking for little quirky, weird things in the mission this time because you heard there was a quirky, weird thing that shouldn't be there. And that's when you go, this should be a stopping point to say, hey, he wasn't cloning spiders. Look. Now, continuing on with what Alex said, he goes, let me jump to World of Warcraft for a second. During Warlords of Draenor, there was a content patch, 6.1. And that nomenclature usually indicates a major content patch, like a season in Stowe. The most memorable addition in that patch, the selfie cam. You may guess what it's used for. A lot of players were not happy. 
Afterwards, Blizzard admitted that maybe they should have called it patch 6.0.5 instead. And the selfie thing did not even take up that much dev time because one of the devs prototyped it on his own and his higher-ups thought it was fun and let him implement it. Well, what do we learn from that? Communication and setting slash managing expectations is incredibly important. And even though everybody slips up at times, well, some slip up way more often. Number three. Am I missing something here? The S-E-L-F-I-E cam. S-E-L-F-I-E. Selfie. Right. I don't... Yeah, it's... It's, it's an abbreviation. Or something. Or... I don't know, because I don't play World of Warcraft, so... Uh, uh, Alex, you're in the chat. Tell us, what does selfie stand for in WoW? Okay, while he's doing that, uh, to the question number three, like I mentioned before, no new lighting for me, because my PCI, or my PC does not like Stowe's DirectX 11. And as to the question and about timelines, always, still not playing. still not playing. Feedback. RP blog, Tales from K13. Spoiler. This tale about the crew of K13 and how they are scrambling to deal with an asteroid that's on a collision course was amazingly well written, but as always, there's just a tiny detail that completely takes me out of the story and destroys any semblance of logic. And no, it's not the fact that one of the feds goes off the rails. My issue is someone on Reddit asks when this story takes place. The writer himself, Ryan Levitt, answered that it was set after the discovery of the station, but before the player sends reinforcements. I was sure I'd heard that refer to somewhere, and it was in, in his feedback. Um, no. Maybe that's how Klingons work. Maybe that's how KDF-allied Romulans work. But as a Fed, the story would not happen like that. And as a Romulan in general... Well, Dutan likes to tell you how the Romulan Republic really wants to build strong ties with other civilizations and species. So why the bleep did you wake up all those people and tell them all this stuff? The blog specifically mentions meetings with Starfleet counselors and advisors, but nobody got a ship to spare that could just orbit the station, maybe help with repairs, or at least lend them an engineering team and speed up the repairs. No extra shuttle or two. Not even supplies. Nothing. Remember the one Iconian war blog that had Goroth make fun of Starfleet and its love for redundancies? And here we are. The station is pretty much defenseless, and no one even tries to help them get some kind of emergency defense grid online. Well, I think I should point out that the whole blog makes it sound like they were taken out of stasis at least a few days more probably a few weeks ago. That should be more than enough time to get some form of help supplies to the station. I mean, how long did our little joyride with the Lakari take? I wish Cryptic had something like, I don't know, a lead writer who makes sure that there's some kind of continuity. And this is not just their own continuity. The whole stuff about Starfleet and its redundancies is actually a well-known fact from canon. So, care to explain this one to me? Attention to detail, Cryptic. Attention to detail. At Sunseal, 
Okay, I did some research about your claim that Dave Rivas was let go, and all I could find was a somewhat recent Facebook post made by him mentioning Stowe's launch on consoles because he voices a few characters, specifically mentioning Captain Sean. And I found, I think, both a tweet and a Facebook post about Neverwinter. People should go play Neverwinter to keep him employed. Both him and Lanny Manella are not just voicing boatloads of people in Stowe. They're doing the same thing in Neverwinter. I don't know the details of SAG affiliation, but I would assume that Cryptic as a whole is affiliated with not just the Stowe team. So I hypothesize that as long as he is working on Neverwinter, there's a good chance that he's also working on Stowe. Are you sure you didn't confuse him with Gabriel Wolf? Because I remember the guy mentioning on Twitter that he would be working on Stowe anymore. That he would not be working on Stowe anymore, sorry. I think he stated that he wanted to focus on California-based voiced actors. And for those who didn't know, Gabrielle Wolf was voicing Gaius Salan, Captain Taggart in the Fed tutorial, and apparently Ensign Rack in the Fed tutorial and the mission Surface Tension. Honestly, I have to say, I don't know at this point. Because both of them were together at the same time all this stuff was going on. And it is entirely possible that I got names confused because I'm not good with names. I've never been good with names. I'm good with voices generally, which is why I have this thing about Miss... Tanae. Miss Admiral Tanae. No, I, I'm really good at hearing things. I'm not so good at keeping names in my head, so it is... it's. It's possible. But at the same time, all this stuff was going on. There was the... I want to say it was one of the... one. Of, uh, it was some interview that they were doing as part of their marketing thing with him. And he was mentioning how he had liked doing it. And it was a shame that he wasn't going to be doing it that much anymore. But I don't know. I'd have to go and find that... Was it an interview or was it marketing stuff? I don't remember anymore, honestly. I got them confused and it's been, well, it's been a long time since I've, like, thought any in any detail about it. So I don't know. Now, on Facebook, we've got some feedback from Fred Ortiz. Who responded with, well, some of the questions I have no view, no views on, so I'll answer the ones that do apply to me. Two, always play Hearts and Minds when it's available. The lighting really didn't make a difference with this mission like it has with others. It's not like all the, the lights are dimmed or anything. Number three, best mission with the new lighting of those I've played would probably be Boldly They Rode. The exterior of DS9 looks gorgeous, and the interior of Ops and the battle to drive Karokan off the station looks wicked in my view. Fred, I will have to agree. I did play boldly they rode with the new lighting, and I will have to admit, I think it looks considerably better than what it did. That being said, I'm still not a fan of that mission. Um, I think there are considerably better missions. Um, I with me personally um yeah i still think 
what lies beneath is is the better one for showing off the new lighting just because of the way it, it makes the darker the dark areas of that little bit darker and a little more foreboding and it makes each little pinprick of light that you see down the hallway look that much more inviting to try to get to before something else jumps out of the shadows Carlin's here I, I honestly I have to say I played hearts and my are not hearts and minds I played what lies beneath before you know hearts and minds came back or just it was coming as it was coming back and uh, you know the first thing I post in the the first thing I post in our Facebook chat uh, for Tribbles is oh my god you guys have to play what lies beneath with the new lighting you have to you know why that is because it actually scared me I mean I'm not one to easily get creeped out by what lies beneath and I genuinely had a jump scare moment from what lies beneath with the new lighting. Because <laughs> there's a there's a part where you find uh, one of the Ferengi down there in the maintenance bay, uh, in the in the maintenance section, dead. And when you turn around, there is a Davidian that's usually there behind you. And I had forgotten completely about it because normally I play on an engineer and you can just bypass everything by opening the door as an engineering skill. And here I am playing it with my agents of yesterday, Captain, who is science. So I have to go and find the console to uh, unlock the side door. And there's the Ferengi on the floor. Then I go and unlock the the console, and I turn around, and there's the Davidian. And I literally tilted my chair back, leaning backward, going, whoa! I, I scared the crap out of myself there, and it was amazing because the lighting actually lended to just that factor of, oh, hi, how you doing? Boo. I mean, it was it was a genuine it was a genuine kind of Herbert from Family Guy moment. Just, Would you like to come down to the computer core? I got some popsicles. <laughs> like whoa! So, community questions for this week's show. Do, do we have any community questions this week? You know, I've been trying to think of one. I mean, it's been a generally quiet week. Uh, well, here's one. Are, are there are there any major bugs with lighting 2.0 that you're noticing you know i've mentioned i've mentioned the days of doom issue for me and the fleet alert issue for me um and several others have noted fleet alert issue but are there any major lighting uh bugs that you're noticing if you have lighting 2.0 enabled i'm gonna fire away with one of uh what are your expectations for the Christmas event Wonderland is there anything that you think will be in there or anything that you want to see see well they had the they had the snow cone in last year and then they had the gingerbread and then they had the abominable snowman flat traces um, this year abominable snowman yeah yeah a bomb a uh, it's it's a it's a fusion. I'm messing of, with you. Sorry. Well, no. See, this is the thing. A lot of people don't say it correctly because it's a, it's it's abominable 
but it's a fusion of abominable with adorable. So it's abomadorable, which is which is really weird. It's really weird to try and say. It is. It just is. We need sledge races this year. <laughs> Rocket powered sled races. No, a sled's been hauled by my, my dog thing that I got in the Rurapente mission. Well, no, I, you know, uh, does anybody... Re- this was a really late 80s Christmas movie, but does anybody remember the night they saved Christmas? God, why did you have to remind me? Okay, the, the, when, they, when the family is in the little sled that's taking them to the North Pole as it zooms past everything in a kind of it's a it's a sleigh but it's kind of doing this whole luge thing that that we need that in the winter wonderland i'll need to look that one up on youtube i I hope it's on youtube (laughs) are are you like queuing me up for some kind of evilness is it gonna be really awful no 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 uh, no this isn't this this isn't see I wouldn't I would I wouldn't put you in the position of layers and layers and layers upon of of Christmas weirdness I wouldn't do that because if I did then I'd mention Ernest saves Christmas and the fact that Christmas sleigh that was being filmed while they were filming Ernest saves Christmas was in fact an actual horror movie that was made for Christmas at some point. <laughs> right, well, moving forward, Star Trek Online Fleet. <laughs> On the Federation side, we have the Tribbles in Ecstasy Psy Fleet. And on the Klingon side, we have the Targs in Ecstasy Fleet. If you're currently fleetless or not happy with the fleet you're in, give us or a shout. We can hook you up. That you need to shift around for whatever reason. Remember that Vulcan claims that the Tribbles in Ecstasy Fleet are the logical choices of fleet to join. We also have a fleet in Timelines called Tribbles in Ecstasy. You can find us everywhere on social media. Twitter, Facebook, Google+, Star Trek Riser, Player.me. You can email us, if you so desire, on hosts at triplesinecstasy.com or you can send us a vocal message, hopefully not of abuse, I, I don't know, man. Depending on what kind of abuse, Son and I might enjoy that. Yeah, that's that's right. We're a bunch of masochists over here. Send us all your crazy abuse using speakpipe.com slash tribblesandxtc. Uh, I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure I said earlier on in this show that I was a sadist more than I was a masochist. Oh, we did yeah, have but that they whole... might give you ideas to use on me. We did have that yeah, whole see, sex that's not dungeon masochism. moment, didn't we? Believe it or not, this crazy mad show is syndicated on trekradio.net and subspaceradio.net on Wednesdays at 3am on trekradio.net and Wednesdays at 2pm on subspaceradio.net And those times are Eastern. Eastern time. You can find us on Google Play and on iTunes? You said that like it's a question. Yes, we are on iTunes as well. Now, um, on social media, look for Tribbles in X 
TC. Um, yes, that's the letters X, T, and C. Um, just to make it a little bit easier, we've kind of condensed that just to, yeah, like I said, make it easier for you. I, I was kind of questioning the other syndication part about iTunes because I was remembering that we were saying that we were having problems with it. It was a bot problem. Midnight got it sorted out. It was an issue with the feed. The XML was too big for the feed burner service, so it wasn't updating. So I fixed that. It's from an update from WordPress. So I put a limit on it. It now works. It's updated. Perfect. So we can be found in all our uncensored glory. See, guys? Doesn't a sick midnight sound like a better midnight? He sounds kind of human. This is the part where... why don't you? See, see, this is, this is see, this is the part where he starts screaming at me behind the scenes. So, uh, yeah, that's that's kind of the show for tonight. Yeah, I, I was about to say that unless there's any further business, um, midnight, you're still confined to quarters. Um, I'm Dragon, and I do apologize for the technical issues earlier, and I do thank the captain for stepping in to yeah, cover my six. Um, fly straight, fly well, and yeah. Try to hit your target. We're going to have to we're going to have to confine you to the engineering department. Yes, ma'am. See you later, everybody. Stow first. Star Trek lives matter. I have been Stew Dog. I'll catch y'all later. Goodbye, everybody. satellite radio for our remastered shows and more you can follow us on twitter at tribbles in xtc or if you have any questions or comments please send an email to tribbles in ecstasy at gmail.com join us next week for another episode of tribbles in ecstasy the only place where tribbles and klingons are friends